0: I'm really stoked to have you here. Um, let's just keep it rolling. I think, uh, you know, me and you have been been trying to link for a long time and um, we've been, you know, kind of side by side for a lot of these different steps of the entrepreneurial journey, all the way back to like, you know, Next Gen Summit in those days. So it's, it's really cool to see how your life's unfolded. And, um, you know, you've done a lot of stuff that inspired me along the way, like the creative collaborations for um, mindfulness and music, like super cool project. I, I don't know anyone else who would like think of like an angle like that. So it really, um, well, it was cool to me and I'm excited to unpack it now. I mean, you've built a crazy following for your, your relationship advising is what it looks like is most drawing things in and being a single guy who I'm, I'm recently single. I'm, I'm really fascinated by it. Cause I think, you know, you preached a lot of the things that I'm thinking and that, that one concept is really like stuck. You know, I see a lot of females that I know reposting your stuff, like girls from like Virginia and florida and all these random places reposting case kenny i'm like i know that guy <laughs>
1: that's funny it's pretty cool you know that yeah. so
0: for the listeners and those who aren't familiar with cases presence basically he amassed 300,000 people on instagram and has this uh it's, it's very pragmatic uh you know bite-sized relationship advice essentially or relationship advice for yourself right it's a lot about loving yourself and um a lot of it comes on a coffee cup or like you know a sharpie on you know a notepad or something like that so it's it's a really cool approach and i noticed it definitely went viral so like how did you come to that you know are you still single by the way yeah yeah i'm
1: just kidding i don't know man it's part of the brand now so i got to figure out what i want to do i'm serious someone asked me that the other day i was like i don't know like i don't really know what to think i've been single for a while now yeah literally. I I never want to get in that position where I'm like hiding things from social media in order to maintain a brand, but that's kind of like my brand now. It's the single guy who gives advice or whatever, but you know, one day we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, so
0: how did how did you end up here? I know you're doing New Mindset Who This podcast and
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, every we you know we've known each other for for a while. I feel like we have a lot in common. Certainly, I mean, I've pivoted a lot of like my business and like my focus. I've I've written online for a long time. I've been involved in like starting media companies and publications and things like that. New mindset, who this is my main focus. The podcast that is what gets me everything and moves the needle forward and and everything. I mean, it's in the top twenty five on Apple Podcasts right now. Wow. Um, like all the quotes, all the quotes that I read about, those are all from the podcast most um, of my followers are from the podcast that's opened up all the doors for me so my focus is fully on the podcast and the podcast also encompasses the music that i do the collaborations but i mean my focus is 50 percent creative content for the podcast and 50 percent business because new mindset who dis is which is where i sell all my journals it's it's it blew up this past year which is crazy uh, covid was very kind to me wow. um which is a crazy wow. thing to say but yeah, my, my focus is there. the the business side of being a uh, talent has completely blown up. So I'm I'm very like in the trenches there.
0: Amazing. So did you wanna be giving relationship advice, say three years ago?
1: No, man, not at all. The, 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 the story is funny because I started. New might "Who this?" And I was like, oh, "I want to talk about mindfulness topics and not like necessarily give advice, but just like talk it through and then give my perspective." And I did that for a long time. And I'm also very immature, so. I, once I hit episode 69, I was like, all right, I'll do a relationship episode for relationship for episode 69. And I did it just kind of as a joke because I was like, who am I to give relationship advice? I'm single. You know, I'm just a guy. I'm in Chicago, like kind of an idiot. Like why, why would anyone want to listen to me? And I did that episode and it just like blew up. People were like, that was, that was so great. That was so epic. Like blah, 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 blah. So like I listen to people and I go where the puck is going and people not only, were receptive to my approach to dating. But also it's like to be be a successful podcast or a content creator, you have to find an emotional trigger for people. And the most u- universal emotional trigger is dating and relationships. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to find something that digs at everyone in a positive way. And I'm going to really double down there. So I don't exclusively do dating content, but a lot of the content is focused on relationships whether it could be friendships it could be to your point a relationship with yourself relationship with other people here we are now and it, it's wild dude I, I tell you like i i'm in the middle of filming a, a show for fox and wow. uh they introduced me as case kenny relationship expert and uh the guy i, I can't say what it forgot is yeah, i forgot to tell you guys i'm, like, I'm guy single
0: <laughs> i haven't been in a relationship i <laughs> mean
1: a guy it was it's wild the, the guy who introduced me is like an a-list celebrity he's the host and i was like part of it and i like i didn't want to correct him he's like all right it says here your relationship expert i was like i guess that's what it says <laughs> just so funny wow. so funny that that's that's where we're at now i embrace it you know
0: well you know i i think it okay one you approach the podcast not to give advice but just to like think through things in like a Kind of like show your process of thought and and the development of a of a perspective. That's I always respect people who do that because it shows it's just like critical thinking. You have different vantage points, and you're like just kind of meditating on something for for lack of a better term. But uh you know when it when it comes to the relationships and how you ended up being the single guy giving being the relationship expert, I think is actually it's not an accident, right? Because first we must love ourselves, right? And our relationship with ourselves. Like 80% of how we act is a projection on other people. So by getting ourselves under control, we're dealing with 80% of the relationship issues that we're going to have. It, it reminds me, um, I was at a baby shower for my brother and some you know woman yelled out like, never take advice from somebody who's never been a parent. And yeah, you know, I was like, whatever. That's like the oldest BS advice I've ever heard because I'm like, just because they haven't necessarily done it doesn't mean they don't have like a pragmatic perspective on it, right? Because a third party, like when your buddies are telling you like, yo, this girl's crazy, don't pursue her, or, you know, sh- you should really give her a shot. They're taking a non-emotional viewpoint, right? And I think a lot of parents get wrapped up in their kids have this crazy attachment issues, same thing with relationships. So the single guy actually does work as a good mechanism for augmenting that honesty, right? Like getting the the real deeper truth out of, out of ourselves and I've been single for, I don't know, like five months now, I was in a relationship for three years, but I find that even with all the rounds I've done, all the meditation and yoga and journaling and therapy coaching, all this stuff, there's there's still a lot of work to be done, right? And just building that relationship with self really is the foundation of a healthy relationship. And I, I would like to hear your perspective on that. Like, do you think that this, this kind of gravitation toward attachment-based relationships, you know, in today's age and all of the fanfare from social media and stuff, has that made it incredibly more difficult or do you think that has empowered us in a, in a way of like having a, a looking glass on ourselves and others?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question, dude. I mean, to, to your initial point, it's like when giving relationship advice, it's like, what is the metric of qualification to give advice, right? In dating, it's not marriage. It's not, having a girlfriend. It's not having a boyfriend. It's That's not the metric of success. The metric of success is, are you happy while dating? Are you fulfilled while dating? If that's the case, then I think everyone has advice to give. So I lean on that really heavily. I, I'm kind of anti experts as far as like projection goes, but it's like, I think I have a ton of helpful impact that I can spread because I'm very happy and fulfilled as I date. And if I can share that with someone else and that helps them be the same, then that's great. Right? there's there's you know what does it mean to be an expert well i don't know because there's no there's no end success point for dating anyways it's,
0: yeah it's not an end point it's the journey right
1: exactly so uh, if there's no end point then how could there possibly be a, a qualification there the qualification is fulfillment as you go about doing it and just lack of overthinking and lack of self-doubt and, and things like that but to your question i mean yeah man it's very cliche to lean on the on the saying that it's like yeah you got to love yourself before you can love someone else but it's so true in the way that that comes to life. I mean, I talk a lot about this idea of chasing and attracting. You can call this law of attraction. You can call this you know, manifesting, whatever spin you want to put on it. But the reality is if you don't understand yourself and what you bring to the table and what you want in a partner, you're going to end up chasing. And chasing is simply you wanting validation from someone else, wanting to win, wanting to have some endpoint. And if that's your mentality, chasing versus attracting, you're going to do all kinds of messed up things to get that. You're not going to be yourself. You're going to lower your standard. You're going to throw boundaries out the window, all these kinds of negative things. So I'm like, all in, I wrote a book that's my bestseller called Singler is Your Superpower, that when you're single, that's your opportunity. To find all those things for yourself, so that when you do go out and date, you're a badass person. You know exactly who you are, what you want, and what you deserve, and you won't accept anything less than that. Not in like a, a douchey way, just it's a, it's a level of respect. So I think you absolutely have to have that extreme attachment to yourself before you can go out and start to look for it from others, or demand it from others, or like want validation and finding it in others. So I'm very on that. Clearly, I wrote. You know, a book by that title. But I mean, it's been it's been impactful in my life. I've been single for the past three years. the The prior ten, I'd call it. In my in my twenties, I was always in long term relationships two years, two years, three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say the past three years of being single have been the most transformative ever. And I think I I, I and I lend a lot to it uh, of it to you know this kind of mindset that I've reached. Yeah,
0: I, my relationship terms were similar. I had like two and a half, three year in high school. And then I had three year uh, just after grad school. And then I had another three year one recently. And I feel like that was three serious rounds in the ring to learn where I was making mistakes and where I was, you know, picking up the wrong partners and things like that. You know, I think that really gives you a, a state of clarity when you're single now in your adult life, because you've got money, you've got your career together and you have the time and space to be thoughtful about finishing your personality off, right? Like finishing all the development because any attachment and that kind of stuff is, is spurring from insecurity. So if you're looking for a partner to to please family or to, to meet some kind of timeline, it's just it's rooted in insecurity. I'm not good enough, I'm not gonna find my person, uh, whatever it is. When you realize that all comes from insecurity, then you're like, well, I wanna get back to square one and finish me off. And I wanna yeah. get myself positioned well so I don't end up with a toxic partner. You know you're a single good-looking successful guy in chicago like can you tell me some of your dating stories like what's happened on your journey there
1: yeah i mean i i feel like i've been spared like i have nothing but great things to say about anyone i've ever dated i don't have like i mean i've got stories of me being ghosted i i always share the story of i went on a date with this one girl and uh the second date we went out and we're having drinks and like we're like maybe 30 minutes into it and then she i saw her she was on her phone i was like what's going on and she was ordering an uber she's like, I got to go feed my dog. Oh, and she literally got up and left and I, n- I never saw her again. <laughs> it was wild. And oh, wow. uh, I share that story because it's funny because people know me from the podcast and people know me from Instagram, both of which are highly curated. I choose my words very carefully. The pictures are obviously edited and taken and taken and taken and taken and taken. So it's all very curated. And people are like, "Yo, oh, Case, man, he's the man. Like, he's got everything locked. Like, I bet he's just out there. The reality is I, I face the same issues that everyone faces. It's been interesting. Like it's been like a double-edged sword. I talk a lot about this, like vulnerably. It's like the the podcast has completely changed my life, but it's also it's made dating a bit of a challenge, at least in Chicago, just because again, extremely gratefully, anytime I go out with a woman, she, she knows what I do. And she knows the podcast, Wow. she might have just heard about it, or she might be a listener. But either way, like she knows what I stand for. And it's like, sometimes it's a little difficult, because that puts me like the expectation of case here. And I, I try to pre I try to live everything I preach. But again, I'm just a guy, I'm just a dude. And uh, not like I'm not saying like men and women, I'm just, a, I'm a, I'm just a human, you know, so I'm not, I'm not perfect. And sometimes it's like a little bit difficult to measure up to expectations. So, and I had, I mean, that's like a self inflicted thing. I would never, I would never kick that down the road because I love what I do. But uh, it's been great, man. But I like, I've taken the last two, three years, like really, really patient, not eager to jump back into anything. Like, I'm just, I'm so into what I do. It's like annoyingly so. I'm so passionate about the business of mindfulness, creating the business, running the business, creating more content. I just, I love it. I love it. And it does take a lot of time. It's, you'd be surprised (laughs) what it takes to to run this business. But, uh, so I'm like very in love with that. Um, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. myself. So I'm, I'm pretty patient and I enjoy it. So no complaints.
0: Do you think that that makes you more attractive or your partner more attractive when they are that committed and focused to something?
1: I think so. I, I do. In the book, I was like, it's great to have checklists of what you want a partner. I was like, come up with your own checklist. I was like, but allow me to suggest two items for you. <laughs> Humbly, allow me to suggest two items. And the items that I always suggest are look for someone who has two things in particular. I, I call it Kanye attitude and Drake feelings is what I call that. Just to try to put up, you know, cultural spin on it. But it's attitude and feelings. Attitude is a hunger for something, a passion for something, a, a hobby, an outlet. A desire to create something. And feelings would be a sense of vulnerability, the ability to talk about baggage, the ability to be emotional, yin and yang, right? Talk a lot about that. The first one is very, very important to I me. Mean, I've realized that I need to date someone and be with someone who has something more in their life. A businesswoman, a, a talent, a creative, an artist. So they, they gotta have something that's outside of nine to five free time. Nine to five free time. They've gotta have some kind of hunger, some kind of fuel. I saw so to answer your question, I think that's really attractive and I think it's a must for me. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a must for everyone else, but I think everyone needs to find a partner who has a hunger for something that could be a hunger for impact, a hunger for philanthropy, a hunger for th- curiosity, traveling. So it's got, there's got to be something more than, you know, you work your job, you work out, you watch TV, you go to dinner, you repeat. Like there's got to be something more there. So that's why I call it Kanye Attitude and Drake Feelings to me, like that's really attractive.
0: Have you read the book, uh, Way of the Superior Man by David Data? It's a, it's a spiritual approach to fulfillment for men. And it really like inspects the masculine and the feminine. But one of the things he talks about in there is each person's magnetism comes from their uniqueness, right? How unique you are, how in pursuit of your goals. If your partner is a dynamic, thriving entrepreneur, she's gonna experience something new every day, right? And when you guys come home at night, you have exciting things to hear from her all the time, right? So that dynamism creates this this magnetism. So as you two grow together, it's the adventure of life is you know it's it's ebbing and flowing in and out, but that keeps this attraction really high because the other person is so interesting to you. They're, it's a hunger that can never be satiated because their dynamism is always piquing your curiosity, right? So yeah, people who yeah. live a very, like, ABC, like, routine lifestyle, there's no dynamism. It becomes boring. I mean, I'm sure you've seen, like, the hometown all-stars who, you know, married their high school sweetheart and literally live in, like, a loop. It's it's almost like it's a, a groundhog
1: day. Yeah. Huh. That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I would want to say but can't find words to project to it. But, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I discovered that about myself recently. I think throughout my 20s, I didn't really realize that. And maybe that was why relationships failed or just weren't fulfilling or whatever, that I didn't have that, that like continuous discovery and like momentum towards growth. And clearly, you know, it's important to, to guys like us. So for sure.
0: Yeah. And in your partner, right? Like you are saying, like you want your partner to be yeah. dynamic. Yeah. It's going it, to, it's, it's naturally going to pull you in. And I think that's where we can avoid infidelity. That's where we can avoid emotional distancing because if that person is constantly like, in a sense, challenging you, right? Like they're challenging you to keep them engaged because they've got stuff going on. It's going to create a constant chase and guys love the chase, right? That's very masculine. It's the chase. With that said, like you live a very fast paced lifestyle in the sense that your life changes a lot, right? You you did new mindset. You did the mindfulness and music. Now you've got the journal, you got all this stuff going on. So in your past relationships, did you ever find that you were outpacing the person and not in a negative way, just your, your life's, were moving at different rates and it, it caused a divide.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hindsight is certainly 2020. 20. I think at the time it was probably difficult to put a, put a finger on exactly what it is, but I mean, I think it came down to that, like the finish line, my, my finish line for what I'm trying to accomplish to your point is always, it's always moving. It's always moving forward. And that's what makes me so energized and excited to do things every single day. Cause there, there's never I'm never like, up. Oh, I'm almost there. Oh, I'm here now. It's like, I'm always moving it and not in like a hamster turnstile manner, but like, that's what keeps me curious and moving forward. And I, I think in previous partners, they had a finish line, which was very rooted in kind of normality and expectations safety. and, um, and that was in safety and, and comfort and they never moved. So they were, they're, they're, they're right there. But me, I was, I was here, I was there and like in a good way not in like a impatient, like Ooh, shiny kind of way. Just like, knowing that there's so many different possibilities and like my life has totally changed in the last 10 months i would say imagine the next two years like the, like it worries me a little bit sometimes that like i'll never be like all right i'm just gonna settle down but it's like i just like there's so much to discover about like what i'm capable of and like how much i can grow and that excites me and i need someone who understands that and who has the same fuel hunger curiosity whatever it may be, and then you know you communicate that and you come on the same page and neither of you are settling to accommodate the other person. Like You you reach the same conclusions on your own and then that works together. So eventually I'll find that and it'll be great. But in the meantime, it's like fantastic. I'm just super fulfilled.
0: Yeah, I, I find that now that I'm single, I can do everything that I want to do and I feel very complete. Just like, I'm so grateful, right? right? I want to go surfing one day, I go surfing. I want to go skate. I can go skate. i want to go play with the dog and play with the dog. I want to like, you know, work until 10 PM. I can work until 10 PM. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing. And, you know, speaking autobiographically here, it's like the probability is low that you're going to find somebody who's at the same pace and with a similar trajectory and is also hot yeah. and, uh, intellectually engaging, loyal, all of that stuff. I, I and not to be cynical here, but it's just the probability is low, right? Especially when you're trying to move as fast as somebody like you. Do you ever find that you've kind of lost your your interest or your patience for going and spending money and time on, you know, first dates and things like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I would, this past year, no, I, I haven't been dating. I mean, I was like COVID. I was like, here's my opportunity to like be so selfish towards what I want. I was like, I'm just not going to date. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I mean, that's weird. It's, it has been a blessing. It's been an absolute blessing for me. And I empathize for those who it hasn't been, of course, but yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm going to be selfish. I am going to do whatever I want. I could play video games to two in the morning if I want. And I'm 33 years old. Like I do whatever I want. It's going to be great. Um, I'm starting to come out of that now and (laughs) re-engage. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the whole thing is it's like, I think everything you just said is, is very true. I think a lot of people are like, there's no perfect person for you. And I kind of agree with that. I don't think there's a perfect person in the sense that they're going to check everything that you just mentioned that you want in a partner. But I am convinced that there is someone who is going to make you feel a perfect way. And that trumps everything. It's that how do you want that person to make you feel? Because that's everything we just described wrapped up in the one right? That's a sense of understanding. That's a sense of moving in the same direction, maybe at different paces, maybe with different methods, but it's ultimately going to make you feel a certain way. So that's why I think it's so important for people to understand what is that way that they want to feel with their partner Wow. and use that as their North star. And I've done episodes on soulmates and, and all those kinds of things, but ultimately that's, that's what it is. It's like you find someone who makes you feel a perfect way. I say, I always say, it's like, you can find perfect love with two imperfect people because they make each other feel a perfect way. You're not you know, making concessions about that person, but it's like, let's say you only date blondes with huge boobs, like that's your type as a guy. But then you come along this woman who's a short brunette, but she makes you feel everything you've ever wanted to feel. Well, all of a sudden that type of yours goes out the window. It's no longer important to you. You're not being like, oh, I guess this will work. It's just no longer that important to you because the way that she makes you feel is a certain kind of way. And obviously I'm projecting a sense of idealism towards this here, but I genuinely believe that. And that's what's really important to me. And it's obviously, again, I'm not perfect. Sometimes it's one step forward, one step back, but it's like, that is my mentality towards these things. That There's no perfect person, but there is perfect love. There's perfect connection. And that's built on a perfect feeling. And I think it's up to you to identify what that is for yourself. And that comes back down to mindfulness and self-awareness and doing the inner work to understand what that looks like for you. And then once you know what it looks like, it's I think it's easier to spot it in a partner, easier to move past partners who don't support that, and easier to live it yourself. I think if you want to feel a certain way, you have to be capable of making the other person feel a certain way as well. So it's like this this two-way street that you have to cross at some point.
0: Yeah, that's a good point about how you feel because right, the feelings, yes, they're temporary, but the right person can you make you feel that way on an ongoing basis. And as a guy, our main Achilles heel is that we don't lean into our feelings, right? The natural masculine is not feeling space. It's objectives, it's goals, it's hard work and hustle and and being a provider, but it's not leaning into our feelings. And I think a lot of us guys are okay with not having that component because it just makes things so much more efficient. You know, you make more money, you work faster, you have less arguments. And um, yeah, Yeah. it's it's, it's just a a really important concept of finding somebody who can make you feel that way because like you said, it doesn't take two perfect people to have a perfect feeling. And, and those people can, one can be completely out of what you were expecting, but still make you feel safe, make you feel loved, make you feel like there's somebody there for you. That's, that's a pretty special thing. And the last thing I I think that we should take into consideration here is that there isn't a perfect person, right? We, we should be grateful for what we have. Gratitude is where all of the sense of happiness really comes from. I feel blessed, right? I feel, I feel lucky as opposed to this person is not good enough. That's just your expectations, that's insecurity. And that's, I think, the bridge is is being grateful for what you have, even if this partner doesn't necessarily check all the boxes, in that sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I think, and all of that comes, I think everyone is highly capable of doing exactly what you just described. I think where we struggle with gratitude is we borrow standards and assumptions and expectations from other people. And when we don't see those being met, we assume that we're falling short. But the reality is, what someone else needs in a relationship isn't necessarily what we need. What someone else's standard for what a relationship should look like isn't necessarily what we think it should look like. And I think we need to draw a divide between the two is what is true for someone else isn't necessarily true for you. And I think the moment you take time to establish what's true for you versus what you're told is supposed to be true, that's where you are become highly capable of practicing gratitude because you realize that a lot of the, the, the lack of gratitude in your life is derived from comparing yourself to other people and their truths and their success and their happiness and their fulfillment. And a lot of that, you might have a lot of it in common, but I think you need to establish what it is for your own. And then that's your standard. And you practice gratitude from your standard, not someone else's standard. That like takes away all the divide between gratitude and anxiety or gratitude and, you know, grass is greener. It's like you establish your standard, your foundation, your basis for what is needed, right, necessary, that is your your ground zero for for gratitude. And it becomes so much easier to do that. Again, we're human and we're always going to be comparing and wanting more and that sense. So it's it's always a balancing act. But I've found that to be very true. Taking time to to practice awareness to the extent when you realize that some of the truths in your life, some of the assumptions in your life are just that. They're assumptions built on other people's words or feelings, which is great. It's great to be inspired by other people. But I think it's much more powerful to come up with those truths on your own.
0: Even being somebody who, I mean, fuck, I have a podcast about mindfulness. I love this stuff, I lead retreats, I do events. I've been doing my own mindfulness practices for five plus years now. And I still find it hard to not see some subconscious benchmarking happening. Um, But I catch it after the fact, you know, it's like I maybe heard something on the radio or overheard a conversation, somebody like, subconsciously these messages are just constantly being pumped, especially through social media. And we're up against a lot, you know. I would say you hear ninety-nine messages that aren't a fit for you versus every everyone that is a good fit for you. That's what people are up against. And I don't think they realize that you have to shut out a lot of you can hear it, but not call it your own, right? And not let it become even at a subconscious level.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's very difficult not to assimilate into other people's perspectives and views and truths. It takes a lot of self- I don't know if it's self-discipline. I think it's self-awareness. I, I think like my whole thing is mindfulness, and all mindfulness is is self-awareness. I think self-awareness is the key to, to everything. <laughs> I really do. Like I think self-awareness is what cuts through anxiety and frustration and you know anything that's blocking you from taking a step towards a goal. It's it's self-awareness. That's just radical honesty with yourself, vulnerability towards yourself. I can't think of a more powerful mindset to operate from than knowing. I mean, it's a practice of like, why I think other people have coined this too. I call it like the practice of asking yourself why, like you take anything that's bothering you, anything that you're feeling a bit ambiguous about, and you ask why and you answer it. Then you ask why again, and you answer it until you get to the foundation of what it is. You might not come up with an answer, but at least you can address what it is. The worst thing you could do in life is operate from ambiguity, which particularly in relationships, that's where any problem in relationship occurs. You got two people one of them might not be operating with intention. There is there's dating just a date. And I, I don't think it's ever healthy just to date, just because you're supposed to, like that's what you're supposed to do. You, you gotta have a reason for doing everything. I know that's like that seems a little too binary, but it's like, why would you date unless you have a reason for dating? Your reason could be I just want to get out there and have fun. Okay, cool. But you operate from that as your standard. The, the problem is where people are like, they're they're between that and serious. And that's where communication breakdowns happen. That's where you start get, getting disappointed in yourself. That's where you start chasing instead of attracting. So I think it all comes down to knowing why you're doing what you're doing. That's it.
0: <laughs> well, it's just just
1: awareness. Yeah,
0: that's really powerful. I appreciate that. You know, I've obviously been through my share of, of having indecision. I'm the same age as you. Love being single, but I do want a partner. And when those two mix you have to distinguish it right you have to you have to decide or else people get their feelings hurt expectations are mismanaged
1: yeah yeah dude
0: so i'm like you i i guess i in a sense i'm i'm not eager to go out and date and, and find my partner i would rather it naturally align by you know, the forces of the universe or, you know, by the right person crossing my path, whatever you believe in there. I'm just not super inspired to go out and, and search for it, especially because of like what you said, like there's a, a component of, of attracting what you want in your life, right? Like you, that right person will be attracted to your energy, the what you put off. And for somebody like you, you know, you, you got a big social presence, you got a, you got some celebrity to you that a lot of people who are looking at the wrong reasons are going to approach you in the wrong way. It's going to beget the, an unintentionally attached response out of them. They have this attachment to their perception of you. I know you really are a believer in the mindfulness narrative. Of course, you know, I am as well. But, you know, how do you, how do you translate that now to to your business? I mean, obviously you run businesses off of this concept, but like, what does it look like in your daily practice of like managing overwork, managing your temper, uh, <laughs> staying pleasant with shit clients or whatever it is in your world, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, man, preach, preach that, man. Uh, it's a challenge for sure. I I get just as frustrated with people as the next guy. Like people can really suck, especially in business, man. You know this. <laughs> it's a challenge, man. I mean, this is going to come off as overly noble, but I'm really <laughs> bought into this idea of being a man of character. And a man of character is simply honest. And back and like, that's what I lead with. Like, yeah, it's like if you say you're going to do something, you do it no matter how much it sucks, no matter how angry you are with someone, whatever. And I'm like, I'm really all in on this idea of like my compass for success in my life is impact driven and financially driven i like nice things but most of all it's it's a metric of how proud am i of myself and i've become very in tune and self aware of when i'm not proud of myself examples of when i'm not proud of myself if i were to ghost a woman if i were to be disingenuous with my intent with a woman if i were to not do something i'd say i was going to do like i am not proud of myself in those moments and my ultimate North star right now is I just want to be proud of myself. I want to be able to look back and say, I succeeded or failed regardless of the outcome, but I, I did the things I said I would do. I was honest with myself and others. And like, it sounds cliche and cheesy, but like I've, that is where I've come at a point in my life to like, that is, that is my metric right now. And that is what I want. And it takes a lot of self-discipline, but once you like, you truly want something like that, it, it that becomes your decision-making input like am I proud of myself in this moment no okay I need to change up my behavior do I want to be proud of myself in this moment or tomorrow here's what I need to do so like that's my metric that's like that is success for me Is like if I can truly answer that question of am I proud of myself and I'm if I legitimately believe it not just faking it to myself then I'm, then I'm happy so I I try to practice that in all areas of my life and again not perfect but um at least you know I have that I have that desire and it's and it's it's important to me. So I try to live it as best I can.
0: I remember a podcast with Tim Ferriss, who's, I'm a Tim fanboy, no doubt, got me into podcasting. But he said, uh, my, my benchmark for what kind of business I get into is one that I would be proud to tell my mom I'm doing. Right? Yeah. And it's like right it's on, the yeah. same thing, like, am I proud of myself, would my mom be proud? But also, you know, he also said that the only time that we get frustrated is when we're doing something we don't want to be doing. So if our intent is elsewhere, right? So if you're in a job and you're being a dick to the client, you're probably not in the right job, right? Like, yeah, well, at least yeah. on a continual basis, I'm sure there's been lapses in my own character.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that really is where that divide comes from, is I want to be doing something else, and I'm frustrated that I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah, that's your North Star. It's like, yeah, if you're embarrassed to call your mom and tell her that you're drop 4 Forex for your coaching problem, <laughs> program, like... No, you know, you know that's, that's not where you want they to You're working right? as an
0: OnlyFans agent?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you combine all of them. Well, yeah. marketing agents, dropshipping for models. 4X. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, no, what are you talking about? It's like, it's exposure. Come on.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reach, mom. You got to understand this. But yeah, oh, yeah, really? um, I, I think mindfulness is just, it's, 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 you said singles are super. Uh, power like i think of mindfulness as my secret weapon in business it's like my cheat code like i can sit there and be getting yelled at and in my mind just be completely at peace cuz it's like what you say doesn't change who i am
1: i love that dude it, it inspires like healthy sense of stubbornness like the happiest people i know are stubborn people and they're stubborn in a good way in exactly what you just described and you know, they, they could they have thick skin but it's like compassionately thick skin you know and it doesn't close them off like their worldview is warm not cold like that is what self-awareness and mindfulness gives you so i I love that well honesty stings a little
0: bit right but it's when it's good it's positive when it's negative it's honest right straightforward that's that's what's really refreshing it's just that honesty
1: yeah that's the thing it's like positive people happy people aren't people who live a life devoid of frustrations and hardships it's just they they handle it in a different way And like, I am like, I say it all the time. It's like, I'm the, I'm super annoying because I'm legitimately optimistic. Like my friends are like, dude, case, we get it. We got it. You're going to spin this in a good way. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm like, it's not fake. I just like, if, if I have a choice, why not choose the more hopeful choice, the more hopeful conclusion, the more hopeful assumption about what's going to happen. I don't vibe well with negative people, no disrespect to them. I just, I just don't understand if you have a choice and mindset's always a choice why not choose a more hopeful assumption or outcome? Granted, you know, it might come, be thrown back in your face and really hurt you, but I'd rather be willing to be hurt than to be closed off and super cynical about life, relationships, business, whatever it is. Like that's a choice. And I've, I've definitely lived a privileged life. I'm not going to sit here and you know be like, oh, just be just smile, man, because I understand that people have been through horrible things that I, I couldn't even begin to, to consider. But you, ha- you always have that choice and it doesn't have to be rainbows and butterflies all the time, but it's like, if you have the ability to sit down and assume positive intent versus negative, why not just try it for a second? Why not just take a negative expectation or assumption off the table and let new ones form? That's the thing. It's like always let it, allowing yourself to heal, allowing yourself to evolve. That comes straight from self-awareness and mindfulness and the questions you're willing to ask yourself. So big
0: on that. Well, you know, when there's a negative stimuli in our life, when you accept that, th- it stings a little bit, but then it's refreshing after, right? Like if you've been avoiding looking at your credit card debt or avoiding addressing a, a hard topic, you always feel better after you just address it. So it's easier to be positive after you've accepted it and come to mindful terms with it. Um, I, I just got one more question for you, Case. Like you've got a really um, complete perspective on things I think it's because you've studied this stuff and, and really lived it so much you know you've entrepreneured like 10 times now and you've, you've been successful in the corporate world where did you learn this stuff was it from your dad I mean you've got a, a huge owner's mindset not a renter's mindset you're big on accountability uh, candor like where did you get that
1: I don't know man to be honest I, I, I was talking about this earlier on an interview I did it's like I think everyone is given a skill set or a superpower or an impact ability in life. I think oftentimes we discount that, you know, if you're not a great athlete, if you're not a great actor, if you're not a great musician, we think we don't really have a skill. I think everyone's given a skill and I'm not good at a lot of things in life. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm really bad with numbers, Um, whatever. Um, But the one thing I think I was given a skill for, and I I think it's the reason I was put on earth is I have this ability to simplify things, specifically decision-making and more complex like emotions. I wouldn't call it compartmentalizing at all. I would call it the ability to dive into emotions and come out with what I think is a simple next step. I'm just like really good at that, and then I think I compound that with practice. I mean, practice in the sense of talking about these things. Like I have done 268 episodes on the podcast over two and a half years. It's a lot. I've never missed a day, uh, twice a week over three years, and I've had a lot of Sheesh. you know things happen to me. I've never missed a day. I've posted 4,000 times. I've written thousands of of daily emails. I've done hundreds of interviews. I say yes to every interview. It's practice. I mean, you want to call it the 10,000 hour rule or whatever. It's a skill that I was given, which is kind of a basic skill, simplifying things. What does that even mean? Plus an enormous amount of practice, plus intense, what I would call empathy and observation, both of myself and friends and surrounding environment. And then it's just applying it. And I think it's that combined with, I have, I have a great mentor and advisor, Adam Torin, and uh, he's always inspired me to think big, both in application of my talent, as well as in business. And those have collided really, really well for me. And I'm also really stubborn. I would say that I'm really, really stubborn. Like if I have an idea, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it as far as humanly possible until it becomes untenable. <laughs> and I'm glad. I mean, there was a certain point like two years ago with the podcast. I'm like, man, I'm just not. Like money, obviously, isn't isn't the outcome that I'm looking for, but it's important. If I'm going to invest a talent in something, I am Recipro- <laughs> I am confident in myself that that I should be able to monetize it. And a, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I kept going, and then, boom, it blew up. Wow. So I think that's that sense of belief combined with a small talent that I've been given, and then an, an enormous amount of practice. is like just a reflection that you could literally do anything. Uh, as long as you, you put in the work. Yeah, so
0: there are no cheat codes. It's just wrote, wrote hard work, you know? I mean, that's that's my story as well. My dad, I think the main thing he didn't give me was a spoiled life. And I remember when I was like 14, I was bitching at him. You never gave me enough allowance, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but you, I did give you one thing. He's like, I gave you hard work. And then like, I taught you hard work. And then like 10 years later, he's like, this is what I was talking about. You know, I'm the hardest working guy in our family, right? Right. So I, I really, I really do appreciate that, and it just shows me that like nobody's like I'm not especially gifted. I'm not like especially high IQ. I just hustle a lot, right? So everybody that yeah, can get there.
1: I say that all the time. I love to make fun of myself. I it took me three times to pass my driver's test. I took Jesus. the SATs. <laughs> I think three times. Yeah, don't drive with me. I'm a good driver <laughs> now. I don't know what happened. It was, it was yeah. small technicalities, uh, paperwork hairs, uh, Yeah, <laughs> but I, it's like. I don't know you don't yeah I, I we're very similar man it's it's application it's it's hard work I know it's the, the most cliche thing in the world to say but it, it's proven time and time and time and time again you've got to like for everyone who wants to be a podcaster for example I'm like oh how many episodes have you done they're like 12 I'm like come see me yeah, when you've done 20, 1200 yeah. like you, you, you've got you've got to do more um yeah you become so, known for it you go
0: faster it gets momentum well, um, the last question I wanted to ask you, which you kind of alluded to, but I was going to ask, did you get good grades in school?
1: I did, but I wasn't. It wasn't because of intelligence; it was because of sweat equity. I would study and study and study and study and study until I figured it out. That was all. That was all it was. Wow. But then, I mean, I, I went to Notre Dame, which is a good school too, and I got like I I still got good grades, decent grades, but I mean, I got my ass kicked. Like everyone there is super smart, and it was super humbling. I also studied Chinese, which is Jeez. kind of a weird thing Jeez. for a tall, pale dude to study, but I uh, did that. <laughs> yeah, <it's> pretty, pretty <laughs> so, yeah. Language is a very special space.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really cool to see what you've created, case, and um, you know, you've you've definitely inspired me. You've inspired a lot of people that I know. So, I want to just acknowledge that. Throw you a hot tip. I, I I really think you're you're making a you're making big waves, right? You're you're doing things that none of us expected, and it's and it's landing very well. So, kudos to that. Um, before we before we tie this off. Um, why don't you tell us the best way that we can support you and and your movement? Is it to buy the journal? Is it to follow you on Instagram? Download the podcast. Subscribe. What's
1: up? Yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate that, man. We have a lot in common, so the the respect that you just showed is definitely mirrored back to you, man. Thank I you. see it a lot in, your, in you Thank as well. So just a couple guys doing doing putting in the work. Um, yeah. I mean, K. Uh, Kenny on Instagram. Honestly, just listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Like the 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 journal sales are insane. And I never want ask people directly to buy it listen to the podcast. And if it speaks to you, share it. And if it really speaks to you, pick up a journal. I think journaling is the best habit you can have. It's 10 minutes a day, any time a day, just do it. Get those those things you think about, put them down, write them down, make them real. And uh, that's powerful. So I, I've created a couple of different journals that kind of offer different different feels in your life. And oh, nice. you can choose one if you'd like. But, yeah. 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 Maybe do
0: the uh, the three wise exercise, right? Like if you want to try journaling, yeah. just write yeah. Got something on your mind? Ask yourself why, and then again and again. Um, and I think uh, yep, easy, you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right, case, good shit, brother. Thanks for coming on. I look forward to seeing you on the other side.
1: Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah.